Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris and I am joined by my guests this week, Katie and Izzy, as we preview the main ITV action at York and Sandown. But before we get into the races, let's see how everyone is. Izzy, I'll come to you first. How are things with you? Really good, thanks. This is the our last one now before Ascot, I think, isn't it? So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm actually going on the Saturday, so, well, I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm going on the Saturday, but if I'm completely honest, my last week and a half has been completely destroyed about the dramas of trying to sort out an outfit. I've had dresses that haven't been delivered, and it's just been a nightmare, so I'm good apart from that, but, you know, first world problems and all that. Yeah, it sounds like you're you're sorted then, and hopefully uh, you can get there all in one piece. And how about you, Katie? How are things with you? Oh, good, thank you. been enjoying the nice weather. Um, But yeah, it's been a really busy time, so I'm looking forward to Royal Ascot next week as well. Unfortunately, won't be there, but uh, I love watching the meeting. It's always one to look forward to. So yeah, excited for that. Um, it's a little bit quiet this weekend, isn't it? But building up to hopefully a week packed with top class action. Yeah, it always feels a little bit of a lull this time of year. The last couple of uh, weekends have been a little bit quiet. We do have a good card though at York to get our teeth stuck into. Plenty of runners, and yeah, hopefully we can find some winners for you. So let's get into it then. The first race we're going to look at is a two o'clock. It's the Queen Mother's Cup Handicap. It's a race for female amateur jockeys over a mile and a half. And Kavar is your favourite at four to one. We then got Bolin Margaret at sixes along with Dream Harder. Saratoga Gold at sevens. Mask of Anarchy twelves along with Yorkshire Lady. Probably be a uh, well-backed horse on the day. Impulsive one fourteens. Postmark fourteens. Bigger are the rest. Izzy, I'll come to you here first. Uh, this looks an absolute uh, minefield to kick off proceedings. Who did you like in it? I mean, I feel really bad because you just said that it's quite a good card at York, but I just cannot get invested in this race. Um, so I think this is definitely not going to be a betting race for me, but I am interested to see how Impulsive One gets on. Um, he's on his second start for Brian Ellison and reverting back to the flat after his hurdles career. So he's one that I'll just be keeping an eye on, but no bet for me here today. And positive one was actually the one I was looking at. Um, I was at Market Raisin when he uh, ran last week uh, over jumps. He didn't run too badly. Um, it was interesting as well, because if you go back uh, through his form, he was progressing really well over hurdles for Nicky Henderson. He did quite well, I thought, last year. And it, I was interested to see why they sold him. But, yeah, coming into this kind of race, Maxine O'Sullivan, who's normally associated riding over the fences um, in the amateur races over in Ireland, comes over for the ride. Definitely an interesting jockey booking. And around 14 to 1 could be a good each way bet. Um, how about you, though, Katie? Who did you like in the opener? I think it's a tricky one. I agree with what Izzy was saying. It It's a difficult one to work out. I'm not sure if I'd be having a bet in it either. My I was initially drawn to Kihara. Adrian Keatley Yard has been performing very well in recent weeks and Jodie Townend is on board. Uh, this horse is a course and distance winner who has won twice in the past month. So he's clearly in good order and there's a lot to like about him. But I'm not sure he's particularly well handicapped he's run off a similar mark in the past on the flat with no success. So I think at around 72, 4 to 1 in a 15 runner field, he's short enough for me and I'd be happy to take him on with a horse at a slightly bigger price. 
from an H-ray angle. Um, and the one I was leaning towards uh, was Charlie Hills's top weight in the race, Saratoga Gold. He wears blinkers as five pounds fame and Miss Kaylee Stevens aboard. He's got pretty good form in handicaps on good ground and it might be a decent alternative to the favourite here. So I'm going to take a chance on Saratoga Gold, but perhaps wouldn't be betting it, but he'd be my pick. Okay, so not too many strong opinions from the panel. Saratoga Gold, it would be though for Katie. Favourable mention for Impulsive One from Izzy. And also as well, I'm going to go for Impulsive One, hoping he can outrun his odds for Brian Ellison. So we move on to the 235. Um, to the Skybet handicap over seven furlongs again, another very competitive race. We've got Legible at six to one, Darkness at eight to one, Scottish Summer at tens, Fortmore elevens, Liam Marty Dreams at elevens as well, Admiral D twelves. Bigger are the rest. Now, Katie, there's a horse in here, Darkness. Every time he runs. You always tell me that uh, he's on your radar. He's gonna uh, come up trumps. Are you gonna stick with him here? You know me well, Chris. Um, I do quite like Darkness here. He's running off 88 again after being narrowly touched off at Goodwood last week. He is back in form. He's running consistently well. A win doesn't look too far away, so it would be stupid of me to desert him now. Um, but I will give a mention to another horse in here that I'd really love to see win, and that's Wild Lion for Saeed Bin Saroor. The yard going well, 23% strike rate in recent weeks. They're unlucky not to be uh, on a higher win rate, really, as they've had a couple of close seconds, too. And Wild Lion, he wears first-time cheek pieces. He's only run once off his current mark of 91, and that was in a tricky maiden handicap. So he may be worth giving him another chance off that mark. A worry for him is his turf form. He is zero from five. But what I love about him is he is by the late, Sire uh, Stallion, the last lion, who suffered a really sad ending to his life. He was retired to stud after a successful two-year-old campaign, Group 1 winner. Things didn't go to plan in the long term for him. He returned to racing after a five-year layoff and sadly suffered a fatal injury at Kempton. But I always like to remember him, and whenever I see one of his progeny, I always cheer them on. So a bit of a sentimental pick here for me, but a horse I'd really like to see do well for his sire. Uh, is wild lion but i'll also be um having a, a small save on darkness too okay two to note then from katie uh in the uh, 235 and how about you is who are you going to go with here i think that it's between the market leaders for me um obviously darkness has been runner-up on his first couple of starts this season both times you know he's been out there to be shot at and unfortunately he's been reeled in um eligible as well i think you know has made a really good return to turf um at york last time out and completely different to darkness you know more of a hold-up style paying off on that occasion um going from last to first um i'm leaning towards eligible because easterby's on a, a bit of a better strike rate at 21 percent. so i'm gonna probably go with eligible Okay, eligible it is for Izzy. I like one at a huge price here. He's probably one of my more strong fancies of the weekend. A horse for Tim Easterby called Snatch. Now, this horse, Snatch, um, has started to come down the weights now. He's down to a mark of 81. But um, he last was seen uh, a couple of weeks ago at Hamilton. And I don't actually think he ran that bad. Um, it was over six furlongs. And I think that was quite a hot race for the grade. He just couldn't seem to get into the race. But he wasn't beaten 
that far. And I think he's worth another uh, go at this kind of trip over seven furlongs. If you go back through his form, he actually finished fourth off uh, a slightly higher mark, off a uh, mark of 87, six pound higher mark back uh, at this time last year over this course and distance. I just think he's a little bit overpriced. He was well fancied as well um, to go for the Air Gold Cup last season and and it just didn't. He just didn't quite get in it, and then he went off to uh, the the silver uh, cup uh, air, and it just didn't quite happen for him. But on a good mark now, I think he's massively overpriced at for a three. I think he should easily be half the price, and um, I'm definitely going to be having a saber on him this weekend. He's definitely one of my more one of my more uh, strongly fancied bets this weekend. So I'm going to go for snatch in. The, to 35 we then move on to the 305 which is the feature race on the card it's the sky bet race to the evil grand cup stakes it's a listed event and israel is your favorite at seven to four we've then got quick fawn at two to one roberto escobar at fives outbox at 16s bigger are the rest um izzy uh israel ran a valiant race last time out on his seasonal reappearance finishing second do we think he's going to go one better here yeah, I actually really like Israel. So I think one of the best bets of the day, to be honest with you. Perhaps not price wise, but I really, you know, I can't really make a case for much else in the race. You know, he was second last time out um, to Haskoy, you know, who I think that they obviously think a lot of. I know he's experienced a setback, um, but the Gosden team are operating at a 23% strike rate. So he's a pretty firm, pretty firm choice for me, especially after, like you say, that last run. Okay, a confident selection then from Israel uh, from Izzy. Um, how about you, though, Katie? Are you in agreement? We're going to side the jolly here? Yeah, Israel is the one that stands out for me here. Uh, by see the Stars, Group 1, winning mayor Tagruda, who excelled over a mile and a half. He shaped as though he's plenty of stamina uh, when he was running last season. So it's interesting stepping up in trip here. I think he'll enjoy the quick conditions, and I think he's a lot of potential. Done this wrong in his career to date. Uh, I think there are others in here who are more exposed than him. Um, so it might be worth taking a chance on him. Uh, and, you know, he narrowly missed out on a group three when last seen. Beaten only by Hasboy, as, as you were saying. Um, so, yeah, year Bayfoot was fourth that day as well. and won a group two in his previous appearance. And I think it's a good form line. So I'm with Izzy that I think he'd be one of my stronger fancies on the day on Saturday. And I'm definitely siding with him here. Okay, two votes for Israel. Unfortunately, I'm not going to make it a full house, so I'm going to go with Roberto Escobar for Tom Marquand and William Haggis. Now, Roberto Escobar won this race last year, and I think the key to him is really quick ground. He should get that this weekend. No foreseeable rain in the forecast. I know he's got to give a £5 penalty away, and he is £4 wrong on official rating, so he does have to prove it at, at the weights here. But I just think the stamina over this trip will be his forte. Israel, I'm not sure about him. I'm just wondering if he's maybe a mile and a half horse, and he wouldn't be suited by the extra couple of furlongs. I think another thing to take into consideration as well is William Haggis's team. A lot of their horses apparently were scoping dirty over the last few weeks. Their yard had been going much better in the last few days. They had a double today. Um, they had listed winner over in France. They had a couple of winners yesterday as well. Um, the odds seeming like they're coming into a bit of form now. And uh, I think Roberto Escobar is a little bit overpriced. Eh? Currently available at 5-1. to one. I think he'll go fairly close to defending his crown in this race. So I'm going to side with him there. So two votes for Israel and one for Roberto Escobar. We then go to the last race we're going to take a look at at York. It's the 340. It's Oakmere home supporting Macmillan's Brent Handicap. We've got a full field here of 22 runners. And this 
price is not easy at all. Quinault is your favourite at seven to one. Catch the Paddy at tens, along with Quintus Aris. Uh, Robert, uh, 11 to 1. Washington Heights at 12s. MNC at 14s, along with Millstream. Uh, Pure Angels, 14s as well. And bigger are the rest. Katie, um, this race is full of potential um, improvers. All three year olds, um, plenty could be ahead of their mark here. Could be open to more improvement. Who made your shortlist? I'm going to go for a horse I've put up many times on the podcast before, and that's Rousing Encore. He's down in class. He's making his debut in Handicap Company, uh, which I'd say is going to be a good route to take with him, as he hasn't quite reached the level required in group and listed races. I just see a lot of potential in this horse. He placed in the Group 2 Millery States last season, had a running race earlier on in this juvenile season, finishing fifth in a 24-runner field as well. He finished a le- less than a length behind a Breeders' Cup juvenile turf winner, Victoria Road, in that race. So I'm keeping the faith in Rousing Encore, and he's quite a big price as well, so I'm hoping that he repays my loyalty in him. Okay, Katie's then going for one of our old favourites, Rousing Encore. How about you, Izzy? Did you have a couple of selections in this race? Yeah, I did have two, actually. I, I think initially I was drawn to Quinault, um, you know, he's going for a five-timer, so quite impressive. Um, and, I, you know, I was saying before we kind of really got started that uh, I've been trying to work out the draw, um, just some sort of mad minefield. I feel like there's probably going to be more pace um, with the higher draw, and I can see, you know, them coming up the stands rails. Um, Quinault actually does have a high draw, um, so I think he could be coming up that rail with a really, really good chance. And drawn right next to him is actually my second selection, which is Pure Angel. Um, she didn't have the best luck in running last time out at Goodwood, um, so I think she could also go quite well. And she's at ever so slightly bigger price than Quinault, although I've just checked and she's being backed in now. So, you know, how an hour changes things. Yeah, she was actually definitely on my radar for this. She made a good case for her there. It was a good eye-catching run at Goodwood last time out and probably will be more at home on this more conventional track. Uh, one I'm going to put up um, as well is a horse of uh, that I quite like. Um, is Catch the Paddy for Kevin Ryan. Now, I put this horse up last time out when he was just chinned by Dark 30 at York. That was over seven furlongs, and he's coming back in trip. He's drawn... If what we think could be the favourable part of the track, but I'd probably be tearing our hair out because it'd be the wrong side. But Cash of Paddy's drawn in still 18. He's back down in trip. I think he he's going to be running up with the pace. And I just think he could go well. He's got course and distance for him. He seems to like quick ground. I thought 10 to 1, he was a really solid each way option. And you're probably going to get plenty of places on the day. So that, that's our thoughts then on the 340 at York. We're now moving on for a couple of races at Sandown and the first race we're going to look at is the 215 it's the Aspel Cider 1728 handicap 13 runners here so a good field we've got Bordegun at 9 to 2 New Dimension 5 to 1 Helmrock at 13s Dutch Dutch Decoy at 8s Baltimore Boy at 9s Repertoire at 10s bigger are the rest Izzy you can have first say here again this is a a very tough race. We've got a three-year-old at the top of the market getting that weight for age allowance. Are we going to side with maybe one of the younger horses or are we going with one that's maybe a bit more experienced? Um, I really like the look of Dutch Decoy um, for the informed Charlie Johnson team. He ran a really good second at Epsom two weeks ago. So as long as this isn't you know, him coming to the pot again too soon, 
um, I think I was remember, I feel like I was with him on that day. Um, and I'm leaning towards keeping the faith with him on that run. Okay, so that's Izzy's selection, Dutch decoy, who, yeah, Chad Johnson's doing no wrong at the moment. And yeah, if the run doesn't come too soon, could go very close. Um, Katie, who did you like in this race at Sandown? Well, I'm definitely weary of Dutch decoy with the Johnson he had in such great form at the moment, as, as Izzy touched upon. For Dorgan and Need I mentioned, they both look like progressive types that are unexposed and possibly capable of more. But I was struggling for a strong fancy towards the top of the market. So I'm going to stay loyal to Magical Morning, who has been dropped a total of £9 since his last run for the Gosdens, now in training with Amy Murphy. He really needs to re- rediscover some form. He's a course and distance winner, has had wind surgery since running at Newmarket last month, and he wears first-time blinkers too, along with a tongue tie. Does carry a hefty weight here, but... He might be worth keeping an eye on. He's definitely on a dangerous mark now. It's just whether or not he has retained any ability. Okay, interesting one there, Magical Morning, who, yeah, on his platform could be a big price at 20 to 1. I'm just going to play it safe. I thought New Dimension go pretty well here for Sir Michael Stout. Um, he's very lightly raced, only had four starts, but didn't run too badly last year in the handicap when he finished fourth at Yarmouth. That was quite a deep race. He's off a mark of 89 here. I think it's interesting to start out here by Ulysses as well, who uh, got better himself of age, and he could just fit the, the same kind of mould as him, uh, but probably won't reach uh, the levels he did. So, yeah, I think he could be interested in New Dimension, uh, Ryan Moore, but just Michael Stout. So that's our thoughts then on the 215. We then go to the feature race at Sandown for a five-furlong listed race. It is a Molson Cause Scurry States and Great State is your favourite for Richard Fahey at five to two. We then got Tajala at ten to three for Roger Varian, Perdika at seven to two, Yasa at fourteens, Katie Content at eighteens, Cantican um at twenties, and then bigger are the rest. Uh Katie, I'll come to you here. Uh, Great State has kind of come out of nowhere really. He's been improving on each of his uh, last few starts. He's looking for the full timer in higher company. Do you think he's going to take another step forward here? He could do. Uh, I can't say I have a strong fancy in this race, though. Perdica, she is much more experienced than the others here, having already raced 15 times under rules. I quite liked her form behind Happy Romance at Bath this season, so she could be one of interest. But, yeah, great state to Harla, heading the market. They definitely looked like improving horses and exposed, so... They'll be interesting to keep an eye on as well. Uh, also, Katie Content, she could be capable of bouncing back to form. Uh, she showed on her first two starts. The Ty Cox she had currently performing at a 25% strike rate as well. So she could possibly outrun her, her quite big odds. But I'm going to I'm gonna leave this one, Chris. I, I don't have a strong fancy. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you at all. I thought it was quite tricky to solve. How about you, though, Izzy? Do you like one in this? I did find it really, really difficult. And to be honest with you, I still am. Um, I think it's one of those that I'll just keep looking at until I get a feeling on the day. But um, I obviously am quite impressed by a great state. Um, you know, won a really good race last time out and was quite impressive. Um, Tajala, I'm not so keen on. I think um, he sort of really seemed to have to fight to get his head in front at Hamilton. Um, I'm the same as Katie. I was quite taken by 
um, that race at Bath for Perdica behind Happy Romance. You know, she's won a listed race in Chantilly last time. Um, she's never really been out of the places in all her starts, so I expect she'll be well in the mix, actually. I think she's where I'm really leaning towards. And then one other filly in the race that I'm interested in, a little bit of a price, is Havana Kusi. Um, She's taken a big step up in class, entered into this, um, but she won quite impressively sweeping the field in the final stages um, on her second ever start at Nottingham. So she's won... I think I might have a little each way go on and then I'm leaning towards Perdica. Yeah, it's interesting you uh, mentioned about Havana Cusi. Um, the form of that Nottingham race has worked out okay because Cat Model uh, won today. Um, so it's good to see um, form boosted and she had to give away a little bit of weight there. So yeah, maybe one that could outrun their odds. I am just probably going to give my verdict to Tajala. Um, he reminds me a little bit of Mutabahi um, that Roger Varian did quite well with last year. Um, has got improving profile. I think he'll come on forward for that run at Hamilton. He had to give weight away. It's never easy coming back after a long layoff, having to give away a penalty. I think there's a lot to like. He beat um, Silent Words as well, who wasn't disgraced behind um, behind uh, Great State in that race at York last time out. I think there could be a little bit more improvement to come. He gets three pounds as well from Great State. If I was to recommend anyone to have a bet, it probably would be him, but not really uh, much of a strong opinion. I just think he could maybe take another step forward. So that's my opinion on the scurry stakes. So that's it then for the main ITV action. Um, Izzy, we'll come to you first. Is there anything else you like uh, away from the ITV cameras that we've not spoken about this weekend? I really just want to struggle to um, get too invested in some of the racing. I know, like we said at the start, I'm just super looking forward to Ascot now, but I'm going to keep them under my hat. But they're probably where I'm going to start to turn my attention after Saturday. Well, that's fair enough. And how about you, Katie? Anything major shortlists? I'm going to give a shout to another old favourite in the two time at Chester, and that's Lee, who, who ran in the sprint at Epsom uh, when we were there a couple of weeks ago. I was uh, standing around the paddock watching him go round, and I was started speaking to somebody. I told them I really fancied this horse, uh, and he ended up finishing last. But we later found out that the stalls they did open about a second later, so um, I think he, he should be forgiven for that. He's a nice price for Saturday as well, about nine to one, so I think he's a good each way bet there. Hopefully, um, he can repay the the losses we we had on him at Epsom. Yeah, hopefully uh, he should at least get away on terms, and yeah, hopefully he won't be a dud runner like he was last time out. But so yeah, Lee Hu, an old favourite then. Athletes to watch out for uh, this weekend. I just got one Alpine Stroll runs in the last race at Sandown. Uh, Oshin Murphy's been booked for Edward Giles. This horse normally likes to get on with things, makes the run in, finish a really good second last time uh, we saw this horse at Nottingham. Was only chinned by a neck. I think off the mark, even though he is two pounds higher or 74, I think he's still quite well handicapped on some of his old form. He likes quick ground and he could get an easy solo on the front end, so he would be my other one to watch this weekend. But that's all we've got time for. Thanks again to Izzy and Katie for giving up their time. Hopefully we found you some winners this weekend. Please remember to gamble responsibly. You can follow us on all the social media platforms. We're available on Twitter and Instagram at In The Saddle Pod. Remember to subscribe to us. Leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on to. And we'll be seeing you again soon.